Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Can I just say, you're never too old for a hoodie, are you? You know what? I have not missed your shit. <laughs> I have not missed. I have not missed this. You're looking forward <sighs> to series six, like a hole in the head. Shut no, up. Um, I am actually. I am. Why are we here today, William? Well, it's another one of our Jordan's words, sloppy seconds, where you can hear for a second time, or maybe even a third time, if you're a keen GND, even you've already done a. Uh, a replay you can rehear out the first of our Monaco spech is speci. What's the plural of spech? Specials. Specials is specials. Uh, Monaco specials. Yeah, we uh, shut up then. Spend uh, our, our Monaco specials. We're doing it. Not Monica. To... Monaco. Monaco. We yes, we're replaying some of our favourite episodes for you, William. What have we got today? <laughs> today we have the first of the Monaco episodes, uh, which had which we recorded upon arrival. We had sort of, you know, we checked into the hotel. We hadn't yet had dinner. There is a second episode which people can go back and listen to, and that sort of it was recorded the next day after our dinner and after the breakfast, where you basically just ate bread. Uh, but this is the first episode where. I talk about you predominantly embarrassing me shouting in the vaulted marble floored lobby when mm. you were worried that concierge had stolen our bags. Can I just say I've stayed at a lot of hotels. Uh, that was Travel the Lodge, hotel. Premier Inn, yep, that Ibis was Styles. <laughs> <laughs> that was the fanciest hotel I've ever stayed in in my entire life, but it was the most underwhelming breakfast I've ever had. I've never gone to breakfast at a hotel and been starving afterwards. Usually, when I have a hotel breakfast buffet, I need rolling out of there. I feel sick. Yes, because everything's doused in fat and oil. No, because you help yourself. That breakfast we had was was tiny. You don't want a buffet, especially at the moment you don't want a buffet, but even then you don't want a buffet. I was starving afterwards, so I just asked her to bring some bread out. In fact, all I did in Monicott was eat bread. You ate bread at the dinner. In fact, when they went to clear your bread plate after the first course, she went, I'll keep that. (laughs) (laughs) So here is our episode of Monaco, uh, me and William in Monaco. Why was we there again? (laughs) I have no idea. Oh, I was reviewing it. You was reviewing it for the Mail Online, weren't you? Yes, I had a plus one and Mikey was busy. That was it. So we ended up going. We stuffed Ben in a suitcase. like (laughs) For some reason, Ben was there as well. We stuffed him in a suitcase like some Russian spy drama. (laughs) 
<laughs> so here it is in all its glory. Feast your ears on our special episode from series three, William and I in Monaco. Happy feasting. Did you say fisted then? Just play the episode. Oh my God, these are the best slippers I've ever worn in my life. They're um, a lovely colour. They are so nice. Can we take them on, Wheels? Yes. Can I take all the toiletries home as well? Yes. Can I take the coffee stuff home? No. No? Everything's in boxes. Everything's... I'm just... I feel... I feel... I feel like a princess. I do. Princess No Grace. I feel like Princess One for the Monaco fans. Oh my God, I am Princess No Grace. Welcome along to Help I Sexted My Boss. Helpful advice for the daily struggles of modern life. Well, that was the plan. Until Jordan turned up. Much to William's displeasure, Jordan has no filter and some of you may find what follows a tad offensive. If you think you can't handle it, press your pause button now. Hello and welcome to Help I Sexed My Boss from Monaco. This is the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life, aiming to answer your 21st century questions and find those solutions to everyday dilemmas. Like... Nuts in the back of my throat. <laughs> I've had so much nuts today. Every time you get a, every time you get a drink here, right? We're going to go on to drinks. Every time you get a drink, they bring like nuts and crisp. I think they don't charge us for this. Like, where do you find a bottle of the Bonnet in Monaco? And how long is too long to hold in a fart when you're in a posh cafe abroad? <laughs> and of course, what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss? But we're not your usual agony ants, are we, William Henderson? No, we're not, Jordan North. I'm more Monaco, you're more Costco. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, that, isn't it? That was good. That was good. I didn't trump in the cafe, though, did I? Well, I, d- I don't believe so. Right, we are here. We are currently in a five-star hotel in Monaco, and it is absolutely stunning. I mean, I have been to some places in my life. Blackburn, Preston, Manchester, Magaluf, Benidorm, but this Well, no, you did when we were when, when we were going for our mints around, you did point to the sort of the, the vista. Oh, I'm eating my and go, that does just look like Benidorm. From the back, it does um it does look a bit like Benidorm. But yeah, we're here because William managed to get a free holiday. No, no, yeah. no. Stop. Stop right there. William is doing some work in Monaco, and off the back of that, because my normal plus one, the lovely Mikey, is not available... He's got a big wall. He's got a big graft on. I have brought you. Yeah. And for some reason, unbeknownst to any of us, also tagging along for the ride is... Producer Ben's wrangled his way in. So... But it's lovely, it's lovely to be on holiday with the two of you. I'll be honest, it doesn't yet feel like a holiday. No? No. No? No. We've had a day of it, like, I just, I'm just going to describe... Shall I, like, go and kind of do just a quick what's going on in the room? Can I do... Can I... No? Yeah. Can I take... Am I still plugged in? Can you still hear me? Right, I'm going to take the mic off. It's hold, hold, holster. Your flies are undone again. Are my flies undone? Sorry. Right. First of all, there's the balcony, which, honest to God, there's... G and Divas, there's a great view. Hello, Monaco! Oh, no, Jordan! Hi, love! Jordan, stop oh, it. Come back inside. Beat. Come back inside. 
Right. Um, so there's a massive, like, the furniture is here. Everything's in posh boxes. Look, everything. The remote it. control's got a case. For their remote control, they have a case. We've got two massive double beds, and it's just it's just the details, the little things. Like, they've put tissues on the bedside table. Little things like that. Tissues on bedside table. I've not had bed tissues on my bedside table since I lived at my mum's. So it's really nice, that. Um, now we're going to go into the cupboard. It's a walk-in cupboard. They've got dressing gowns and a, and a free brolly. I'm taking that home. They've got... Um, you cannot got, take the umbrella home. They've got... Uh, we can take the brolly home. We've got um, really nice hangers. And there was a brush in here that you use for your coat, and I thought it was for your hair. We're in the bathroom now. Got a walk-in shower. I'm in the shower. It's it's phenomenal. It's proper marble, solid marble. We've got two uh, sinks. We've got um, Le Corpse body lotion and Girlin hair summer. I don't know. I don't speak French. Got soap. All this is coming back to Burnley. And the toilet's separate, but the toilet's got a remote control. The toilet, right? You can wash your bum. You can. Pr Should we do a live demonstration? No. No? Right, okay. We're not allowed to. But honestly, the hotel is amazing. And I've also got on some uh, complimentary slippers. slippers that yes. they give you. And they are. They say nice things about your feet. Yeah. It's. Um, <laughs> I've just got that. It's like having clouds around my toes. That's nice. Um, before we go any further, would you like a G&D? I would love a G&D. Got the little, uh, the little miniature bottle of gin from the mini bar. Got a, uh, right, hang on, how much is that going to cost us? Don't worry about that. Everything is so dear. And we have brought with us all the way in our Even the crisper five star. I don't want to go home. <laughs> We've brought, I think the hotel want you to go home. We've brought the D. We have brought the D. Do you always get free holidays like this? This is a work holiday, and, and the longer, the more Williams. time I spend with you... He's writing a review for the Daily Mail. The more it feels like work. I might do a review for Burnley Express. Um, right, so who should we toast? I think because we're in Monaco, we should uh, toast to the head of state, the Sovereign Prince. Who's that? Uh, who? Well, the head of state. Who is it? Prince Albert. Is it actually? Let me just check. <laughs> um, yes, Albert II, I was right. I knew is I should it trust Prince my... Albert? Yes, okay. it is. Um, I want to toast to someone. Anyone you can think of Monaco-related? Um, that girl, the stewardess, Becky was nice on EasyJet, weren't she? I was very... I'm a there nervous, was a connection. I was a nervous flyer and I thought she was nice. She said, excuse me, la... Just to let you know, you're at the uh, emergency exit there, so in the unlikely event that there's uh, an emergency, you might have to kick the door open, Lies. Is that OK? I went to sound, Becky, love, not a problem. She'd done Be a flight down from Liverpool this morning, <laughs> had not she? <laughs> <laughs> to Becky from EasyJet. And Prince Albert of Monaco. Mm. I'll be honest, the D tastes nicer when you're abroad, doesn't it? That is great. Something a bit special. I'm not even saying it. Producer Ben, try some of that. That is the best gin and de bonnet I have ever had. It bugs me. We've come on air and he's, he's going, giving little noddy, noddy head signs and sign language. I mean, shut him up all day. Hi, guys. Just take a picture of me next to the sea so Kat can see how good looking I am. Yeah, hi, guys. 
Can I borrow your sunglasses? I didn't bring my own. Oh no, guys, I forgot my swimming trunks. Right, have you brought some luxury munchettes? I've brought some luxury munchettes that uh, Roberto, Bob as I call him, like to keep me working class roots, you know. Everyone's like, hey, Roberto. I'm like, Bob, come here, pal. And he's given me some... (laughs) I think Bob's stuck a shining to me. Bob is the... Or Roberto is the um, room service man. Room service attendant. The room service attendant here. And he's just given me these. So let's start with some luxury Monaco five-star hotel. Can we say what hotel we're in? Yeah, the Hotel de Paris. We're in Hotel de Paris. We'll run this past. Hotel de Paris. And he's brought us... Oh, what are they called, these? Don't tell me, don't tell me. Think of the President of France. Trump. Macrons. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to go for the pink. You go for the brown one. <laughs> you eat the pink. Ben? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. Oh my there's God. for you. Would you like one, darling? You have that one. Mm. Do you know what? I could get used to this. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. I'm like a pig in shit. I'm, just, I'm just making this perfectly clear. For all my other holidays, Mikey is my plus one. Oh. Unless he's unavailable, and then then that's where you then fall in the order of Be honest, of when you invited me to this holiday, how many people did you invite before me? Eight. Are you joking? Is that the exact thing? Oh, my God. So, last week, I sent both you and Ben an incredibly detailed minute-by-minute itinerary of, today, of our trip in Monaco. Mm-hmm. From what time we were meeting, where we were meeting... What time this happened, what time that happened. Both of you, separately last week, privately messaged me and go, can you send me that itinerary again? (laughs) I mean, what was the point? Not high five. And then still, even still, to be fair, Ben managed to get there on time. You went to the wrong terminal. You went to the south terminal. Right, first of all, Gene Devers, that itinerary he sent us was way too long. It was a five-page itinerary. We're only here for a night. It was five pages long. He told me what socks to wear and everything. Don't need that. Right, one page. You weren't actually wearing socks on the flight. I was. They were invisible socks. Second thing, I was outside WH Smith's. I was on the phone to him going, where are you? I'm outside Smith's. I realised I was at the wrong terminal, which wasn't so bad because I thought I was at the wrong airport, <laughs> which was a worry. Right, I'm now on my second gin and Dubai. You have had a lot of drink today. I have had so much to drink. Being from the north, of course, Jordan has to uh, drink at airports. <laughs> I am terrified of flying. Yes. I, I hate flying, so usually... And this I, probably also contributed to why you were drinking so much. I was, I was drinking. I don't think I was that bad on the plane today. I was uh, a bit... Uh, was there? Well, you were obviously on a different flight to the, the pair of us. You were sitting in the middle... Ben was in the window, I was by the aisle, and uh, you took our hands, and generally I actually had to get you to let go of my, my left hand, flying. because the circulation went. I hate flying. From up from upwards of where you were holding, it had gone white. Yeah. There was no blood circulating. Even you were back. clinging on, fingers interlocked to both of us. God yeah. bless you, I mean, my heart went out to you, and I appreciate the fact that you went through with it, because I think you probably at certain stages wanted to walk. Oh, I was, I was, there was points where I thought I'm not getting on this plane. And then, um, I ain't getting on no plane! I ain't getting on no plane! And then, um, I nearly did a full Mr. T. And then I just thought we'd get on it, and then I'd had a few drinks. You were absolutely, until we actually got up to cruising altitude, you were, you were... That's late, I mean, it, we're going cruising. (laughs) You, you were very nervous. I was. I don't, I don't, I I don't... Although you started to read, and I I think that calmed you down I read my book. 
Ben was reading his sort of lefty material, whatever he'd brought on the, the plane. And you I watched... were reading Mein Kempf, weren't you? <laughs> and I then watched Mary Poppins, the, uh, yeah, yeah. the original. William was watching Mary Poppins, I'm reading my book, Ben's reading his. Then we finally get to, um, we land in Nice and... Nice, you know that. I know, just like winding you up. We landed in Nice. No, bollocks, the French do it their way, we do it our way, it's nice, isn't it? We landed in, I'm so Brit abroad, it's unreal, isn't it? So we landed at Nice Airport and uh, a lovely bloke was waiting with William's name on a placard. They actually do that, that's actually a thing. And he said, um, would you like me to carry your bag, sir? I said, no, you're all right, pal. Said to Ben, would you like me to carry your bag, sir? No, pal, thanks. Not for me, I'll manage on my own. Said to William, sir, would you like me to carry your bags? And William was like, yes, please, could you take this? And literally, I'm not stupid. William gave him all his luggage. I didn't know where to look. I didn't know where to bloody look. My matching set of executive luggage with genuine leather embellishments and initials. And then when we actually arrive at the hotel... And we walk into the lobby. And I had already said to the chap, we I'm are checking cringing. in. I'm cringing at well, this. Rightly so. So we're in a very nice lobby, terribly grand, marble everywhere. <laughs> I, my mum said before I went, she went, don't, she was like, look, she's like, don't show me up. Don't play up to it. We get it, you know, and all that. That's, this is what my mum said to me. Like, she's like, don't play up to it too much. What did I do? <laughs> you only just got over the threshold and I'm already at the reception desk and I hear... Bags! Bags! <laughs> He's forgot the bags! I thought he drove... I've forgotten the bags. I have left them with the team of porters <laughs> to bring them to our room because that's what happens in a nice hotel. I've never been to a place like this. I'm so out of my comfort zone now. I don't know whether to shit or be sick. I don't know what to do. And he drove off and I went, Bags! Bags! He's forgot the bags! And, I and of course, in a... Bu- in a, in a Marble lobby where with a vaulted ceiling that reverberates somewhat. <laughs> We'd literally been here. Thankfully, I was standing a suitable distance away from you that I could pretend I didn't know you. I am, I am sorry about that. We'd literally been here 10 minutes and do it again. Do your impression again. What did I do? Bags! Bags! <laughs> I'm so sorry. Are you ashamed of me? There have been many moments on this trip where I've thought. I wish Mikey were here. Aww. So what's been your first impression of Monaco? I mean, I've been here a couple of times before. Um, I'm not going to lie. It's absolutely lovely. It is. This... It's very nice. I mean, to be fair, the weather isn't perfect. No. It's dry. It's sunny-ish, but it's cloudy. Mm-hmm. But it's still, I think you can see the charms of yeah. Monaco. You I'm, can see uh... why a lot of people come here to uh, pay the right amount of tax. Oh, good. we're not even going to get into that. I am witnessing how the other half live like this is it's where all the rich it's where a lot of rich people come in it wealthy people people with with higher levels of disposable income why can't you just say rich people okay it's where the rich people come it's where rich people come or is they're officially called now ultra high net worth ultra 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 high net worth there's there was a woman before right she was that botoxed up she couldn't even speak to waiter I, I was earwigging. It's going to sunny, madam. It's going to sunny, madam. It's going to sunny. I no understand, madam. What would you like? And her, and her husband was like, so what's gin and tonic? It's botoxed up. So well, I'm not really sure that's what the husband was like. It weren't northern, but Mike, did you see her? She couldn't move. 
There's there's a lot of uh, cosmetic surgery. Cosmetic surgery? Gee, cosme- a tits nearly knocked me out when she turned round to light a fag. Jesus Christ, cosmetic surgery. I'm spending a night with Jordan. I've got to spend a night with Jordan, <laughs> yeah, so pity me. <laughs> but my first impressions of Monaco is it's lovely. It's an absolute beautiful place. Uh, look, uh, G and Divas, we're here, we're doing the podcast live from Monaco, um, but we're going to... It's going to be a normal podcast. In fact, um, we're doing two episodes. We're doing two episodes, so uh, next week you're going to hear an episode as well. So tomorrow we're we've got to go out for a very smart dinner after this. We're going to go out for dinner, so we're going to tell you about how dinner went and stuff. But I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm going to be on my best. Be- I. Do Your best you, behavior. I, I'm going to be on my best behavior. I can. You can tell I've had a drink, can't you? <laughs> I'm a bit like lively. You haven't had just had a drink. You have had a series of drinks oh, over the shit. course of the day I'm that abs- started at half past nine in the morning. Absolutely. London time. <laughs> I'm levered. All oh, no, hands. that means we're an hour ahead, so I've lost out on drinking time. I've lost an hour on drinking time. Well, if that's what you want to think. I am well-mannered. I've got good manners. You're just very loud. That's what I've noticed about you. Even when we're in the lifts, when you forgot your sunglasses, and of course, well, we weren't in the You weren't in the lifts because you don't, don't take lifts. That. And you forgot your sunglasses, and then you made me go back upstairs to get them. Yeah, because I don't do because, that. Because, quote-unquote, it's my look. <laughs> no, I want... That's what you said. Yeah, I did. But there's people here with two hundred pound sunglasses. And where are yours from? Six quid from H and M. I'm looking forward to the meal tonight. So yeah, we're doing the podcast. Well, the next couple of weeks going to be live from Monaco. I'm looking forward to it with some trepidation. Trepidation. Yeah. Can I just say mm. one thing you did say before we we came to this very nice hotel? What is it? Hotel Tipari. Um, you did say to me and producer Ben, and I I I respect you for this. You said. Don't start taking selfies as soon as we check in. It's not very classy. Yeah, do you don't. It, it, your attitude to any sort of environment, whether it's in Monaco, London, Burnley, wherever, if you walk in and you see a you know a gorgeous chandelier. Oh, started early. <laughs> started slurring too early. <laughs> I suppose as well. Um, if you walk in and you see a gorgeous chandelier, for example, you might be inclined to go, "Oh, take a photo, take a photo." Yeah. Whereas really, your attitude should be. Well, mine's bigger at home. <laughs> no, it was the fact that you said don't take pictures, and me and Ben were dying because, like, when you walked in, it's like that's that music was in my head. Oh, that they play the Champions League, the champions, the champions. Do you know what I mean? And it was just, it was a bit overwhelming. I'm not gonna lie. And then William said, "Don't like take pictures or put anything on Insta yet. Let's just get in first. And I'm glad you said that to me. Thank God. And I think it is. But um, thanks for inviting me. I'm having a lovely time. Thank and you. And me are in my posh slippers, eating macrons, drinking gin in the bonnet, and having a shit where the toilet wipes your ass for you. So what more could you want? Well, of course, it's not just about us, even though we're here in Monaco on our very first and probably our last Help I Sex with My Boss holiday. Um, no, there's going to be more after this. Mm, you're, you're in charge of the next one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which slightly worries me. Uh, it's all about you, of course, and your problems. We've got envelopes here waiting. Our post bag is bulging as ever. And we're going to tackle those very shortly after a holiday special edition of Jordan's Joke of the Week. So my Joke of the Week is uh, Paddy and John are at work. Right. John asks Paddy what that thing is in his hand. And Paddy replies, he says, that's my thermos flask, John. John says, but what does it do, Paddy? Well, John, it keeps hot things hot and cold things cold. John says, so what's in yours, Paddy? And I'll tell you after the break. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. So Paddy and John are at work. John asks Paddy, what's that thing in his hand? And Paddy says, this is my thermos flask, John. And John says, what does it do, Paddy? He says, well, John, it keeps hot things hot and cold things cold. John says, so what's in your flask then, Paddy? And Paddy says, well, I've got tomato soup and a chalk ice. (laughs) (laughs) Do you like that? Well, it's it's, uh, it's fun, isn't it? I've been given a little bag. It's a little, um, how do we describe this? Tote bag. Was that brought in Seen by the better Red days? And I, oh, it's okay. Not a tote bag. It's a beach bag. There's a tote bag. It's a beach bag. Oh, oh. come off! And it's written on a card that says it's got a picture of a llama, mm-hmm. and it says no prob llama. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here Can we, we have go. another gene and tabane? Shall I pour it? It says, "Hey team, please see enclosed Larry the llama." He likes ice cream and long walks on the beach, so it's a perfect holiday companion. <laughs> Once Larry's worn you out, please return him to me at the below address. And then it gives her a Jess. Thanks, Jess. Oh, oh she's we've brought... got a little llama. Oh, it is cute. It's really sweet. That's a sweet little llama. It smells all right. It's not been anywhere. But... It would, it's turning into a bit like CBeebies now, reading out cards and stuff. We need questions and dilemmas. That's what we're... We're not bloody <laughs> children's television presenters. Oh, and we'd like to wish 
Little Roy, a happy fourth birthday. And his mum's made him a little card here and he's got a picture of a llama on. Happy birthday. No, the llama's lovely. We're all going to have ice cream and jelly later on. We, we love, my mum got me a card read out of CBeebies. Just, on, oh, we must try and find oh, that. Oh, do you know what? She said she's got it on tape somewhere. Oh, that's we must find that. Yeah, she well, got... Jess, thank you so much indeed no. for, sending, for sending in Larry. Jess, seriously, I, I didn't mean to be rude before. It is nice, but we need questions and dilemmas as well. But if you want to send us stuff but in, But we will funny. keep Larry company. No, Jess, it is nice that you sent that in to us. It is. And we, we want your dilemmas and your questions, but you can send us stuff in. I can't get this bottle of gin open. I've been give trying it, for like five minutes. Give it to, give it to a real now. man. We open that little mini bar bottle of gin. Who's paying for that? You. I'm not paying for How much is that? Go, go to the minibar. Ben, tell us how much that is. It's probably the most expensive gin and bonnets we've ever had. How much? Oh, my God. Ben has just put his hand over his mouth. 18 euros for one. 18, 18 euros for a mini bottle of... Right, fill them back up in water and put them back in. Right. Phil, go and go and run. I'm tap. not sure that how it's worked. No, I'm not sure that's they how won't. It works. They won't notice. I did it with my dad once, and we didn't get charged. Eighteen euro for one of them. It's a tiny bottle. Well, no wonder we're leaving Europe. Eight. Yes. Potentially. No wonder. I'll do another edit in case we're not. By the time this goes out, no wonder we're not leaving Europe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's our first question. Next question. It's a political question. Oh, God. From Penelope. Well, I thought we weren't allowed to talk politics. Hello, boys. What? Do you want to finish rattling the ice whilst I'm reading? If I don't read the questions, what am I? I feel like I'm going to have our first sex in my boss argument. Right, crack on. Hello, boys. My question is somewhat related to politics. I do often have to work with Americans. They don't understand how we are all still ruled by the Queen and comment that it's so oppressive. Of course, they have no idea what they're talking about and are probably parroting some propaganda taught at school. I've explained that the Australian people have had a few opportunities to vote for a republic, but have always voted to retain our head of state. How do I tell them to stuff their deluded air of superiority up their star-spangled banner? Penelope. So what's the question? I mean, I've just read it. Yeah, but it was long. So, clearly, Penelope is living in Australia. She meets Americans who don't understand that Australia is still ruled, in theory, the constitutional monarchy, by the Queen. So, what should she do? What should she do? I get this all the time, even in Britain, with Republicans and people that are anti-monarchy, who think that there would be, you know, somehow, if we got rid of the monarchy, the expense would be less. And that's normally, it's normally a financial argument that they have. They oh. don't really get the fact we have to have a head of state can't not have a head of state. You still have to pay for their living. You have to pay for their security. You have to pay for their meals. What they actually really object to is the sort of the, the supposed pomp and um, ceremony, ceremony that, that they see. And actually these coaches and the palaces have gone on for years and years and years and actually are very well built, so they last. See, um, Australians, from what I gather, the Australians that I've met, great laugh, great people. Um, have you ever been to... No, of course you haven't been to Australia. Been to a walkabout bar. That's not Australia. It's an Australian bar. I used to love walkabout in Burnley. Great bar. I think you just respectfully say, well, let's agree to disagree. Because there are always going to be people in life that you meet that have different opinions to you. There's no point trying to convert them if they don't 
don't agree, you just respect the fact that they have a difference of opinion, and that's key in this snowflake generation that we oh, have. Okay. I know I you don't like the word snowflake. He said that and looked me and Ben right in the eye then. Some people have difference of opinions. You so, respect their right to have the opinion, you may not agree with it, you move on. Okay, yeah, I, I, I quite like the let's agree to disagree, but the Australians that I've met on when I went travelling after uni... And I didn't go travelling. I just did four weeks in Bangalore. <laughs> you went four weeks? Well, I was going to go out there with my mate and do like a, a summer, but I went for two weeks and then I came home because I ran out of money. Um, right. So that was my travelling. Great. <laughs> really broadened great my horizon. Chat. It was a great, great experience. My advice is from, from the Australians that I've met, just be, be really Aussie and tell them as it is. Well, fucking hell, mate. Right. I've got a bit cockney. Let me do that again. Trying to actually attempt an Australian accent. Good day, mate. Right, we've got our own president, mate. I can't be out. Just, just. Good day, Skip. Good day, Skip. Right, Skip. No, I, I can't do it. Let me do it. Wait, wait. You're wait. not very good at accents, are you? I'm not very good at accents, but I can do it. And I'll show one. Let me get into character. <clears throat> good day, Skip. What are you saying about us Australians, mate? Fuck off, mate. I've gone fucking cockney, but I'll tell you what it is, right? You can take your president and tell him to get lost, get out of our country. I don't know, I don't know where I'm going It's an Australian that grew up under the sound of the bow bells. I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this, just agree to disagree. I'm so drunk. I think this is the most drunk I've been for an episode. Next question. Who's this from? This is from Gillian. Gilly. Gillian. Gillian got in touch via email which is help at sexismyboss.com. Good morning, slash afternoon, slash evening, gentlemen. Delete is applicable. Well, you, depending on when you're listening to this, you delete us. Do your own delete. I thought she was like saying, delete the gentleman bit. Oh, that reminded me. On the way in, we went into a bisexual toilet. No, no, you made it bisexual. <laughs> you and Ben walked into the women's loos at Nice but Airport because you I... can't read a sign. <laughs> Right. We got to Nice Airport. I needed a wee, so did Ben. So I followed Ben, and Ben was like, follow me. Yeah, this is like a unisex toilet. Come in here. Went for a wee. I come out, and every woman's... Looking at you a bit weirdly. Looking at me weirdly. Ben had already walked off, so I just went, bonjour. <laughs> bonjour. Oui, oui. And all I could hear was this woman going, and something in French, just went, monsieur, monsieur, monsieur. I was like, yes, I am a monsieur. Realised I'm having a... Monsieur. I'm in the pig in ladies' toilets. Anyway. Whereas, you see, I saw a sign saying Homs and I knew where I was going to go. <laughs> anyway, going back to Gillian's question. Cue the music again. Good morning slash afternoon slash evening, gentlemen. Delete is applicable. I'm a single lady in my 40s, but thanks to my childless lifestyle, wonderful bone structure and immature outlook on life, most people I meet are shocked to learn my real age. Sounds a bit like you, Jordan. Bone structure, immature outlook on, on life, and in your forties. I'm not in my forties. Twenty-five. I'm not afraid to. I'm, right, I'm nearly. All right. I'm nearly twenty-six. Now, having been single for a while now, I've recently been dipping my toe, metaphorically. Uh, I believe there are some disgusting things on the internet these days, so I felt I should clarify into the world of internet dating. People, I watched some at once. No, she dipped. I don't know. No. No. Nutella. No, Jordan. However, I have been horrified at the specimens within my age bracket and much prefer the company of younger men. Oh. Not 
not safe for parties. So, my question is this. What is the etiquette of omitting to reveal one's age? Or, more accurately, blatantly lying. If it is considered uncouth to ask a lady about her age, surely this is acceptable. Any advice would be wonderful, of course, but I will probably just do it anyway. Yours in anticipation, Gillian. Never ask would, a lady her age. Would you ever lie about your age? Uh, no. No. Why are, you asking, why are you looking at me like that? I, I don't know. No, because now you're making it out like I'm some 30-year-old. No, I wouldn't lie about my age, but you should never ask a lady her age. Well, I wouldn't say actually ask anyone their, your age. Two things my mum always used to say to me, never ask a lady her age and never go in a lady's handbag. Or indeed a lady's lavatory. A lady's lavatory? Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> my mum once said, I asked her some money for the cinema. Hmm. And I went in, in the bag and got a purse. She went mad at me. I'll never forget that. I've never gone in a lady's handbag since. Really? Yeah, you shouldn't go in a lady's handbag, you know. No, never never go anywhere near a lady's clutch. No. Eh? Right, is it all right to lie about your age? I think if you're on the dating scene, I don't think it is. No, of course, in, in a professional environment, if you're going for a job, for example, they actually can't legally ask you your age. Oh, can they not? No, and I think sort of similar... I would agree. I mean, I hate being asked my age, um, especially when I started uh, my professional career. And I was really quite young. I was often many, many, many more years younger than the people that I was teaching, I didn't feel saying my age was, was appropriate. Right. When I first met you, mm. I thought you was in your late 30s. Really? Well, yeah. yeah. Late 30s? Yeah. How old do you think... How old do I look now? You look younger now, okay, but you have good. had... I have not ha- gone under the knife, thank You've you very much. You've had a bit of work. You've had a bit. <laughs> what work? You've, I mean, you're not like some of the women here. <laughs> I want, look, I will admit... Years ago, because I had a, a bump on my forehead, which is sort of still there, which is an overactive muscle, I then got told, someone said, go and, go and talk to a guy about Botox because he could freeze it to stop that muscle from bulging because it was showing up under certain lights. We had about your forehead here. So I went and saw this chap and he said, yeah, I think a bit of Botox would cure it. And I said, oh, OK, well, I'd probably consider Botox then. I'll, I'll, I'll book in. And before I could know it, he'd stuck a needle in my head. Oh, and I had Botox there and then. I thought you had to then rebook. I didn't realise he was going to do it. Have you had any more since? Well, we won't go into that. So, but anyway, I first first time I had Botox, it was completely accidental. Okay, is it okay to lie about your age? Uh, no, because you shouldn't be asked your age. Exactly, is the question. But she's saying on the dating scene, people are going to ask you. Got a blister on my big toe. Look at that. That's going to come up now in the next couple of days. Um, I, I think you've got to be honest if you are asked, especially when you're being dating. I think you've got to be honest. Right. Yeah. Next question. This is from Lindsay, who also got in touch via email. Dear William and Jordan, at a social occasion, what is the etiquette for eating crudités, such as tortilla chips and dips? Crudo what? Crudité. What's that? Little, you know, carrot sticks, cucumber sticks. Crudité. Radishes. Is it a type of food? You know, like, like, you know, when you've got lots of vegetables cut up and tortillas and dips. Is that called crudité? Crudité. Is that just like a picky tea? Oh, I'm sorry. A, p- <laughs> a picky tea. Do you know what a picky tea is? N- no. We've talked about this. Look, I had a picky tea a couple of weeks ago. It was on my Instagram. Right. So a picky tea or a freezer tea or freezer tapas. Well, no, it's definitely not from the freezer. A freezer tea, freezer tapas, party It's from the tea. fresh drawer. Did you never have a picky tea when you were younger? Well, I still don't really know what it is. Party tea. Did your mum ever say, oh, we're going to have a party tea? It's just a buffet. Your mum would just cook everything off, make a few butties, um... You'd put, like, smiley faces on a plate, chicken no. drummers, chicken nuggets. you just have, like, loads of bits crisp. 
No. Like a, a bit of dip, some red and brown sauce. A buffet. You are describing a buffet. Yeah, it's, it's not a it's, picky tea. It's a picky tea. Mum and Dad have a buffet. Have you never had one? It's a buffet. Right. Anyway, what's that called that she's had? Crudite. I have never in my twenty-five years in life. I have never heard of that. Well, you need to get out more. Unfortunately, we happen to have a family member who thinks it is acceptable to scoop said dip, taking half the pot with his crisp, then stuff that into his mouth as he preloads yet another crisp. It makes me feel nauseous. Kind regards, Lindsay. My dad got thrown out of a party once for double dipping. He got thrown out? Mm-hmm. Wow. My mum told me this recently. He was at a party and the... Uh, recently, this... Or she told me this a party. While ago. He was a young... He was a, like... Quite a young soldier, and the regimental sergeant major had a uh, Christmas party. <laughs> oh, no wonder where I get it from. He's quite a respectable human being, my dad. And he was at uh, the RSM's party, and they said Graham stopped double dipping, and he was drunk, so he kept double dipping, and he threw him out. Yes, you see, now look, if I let's say have a, a carrot, which is said uh, you know, item from the crudite platter. I find if it's a, a, a fairly long carrot, I will dip that carrot into the taramasalata, the hummus, whatever it is. Eat that bit. The taramasalata? Taramasalata. Don't you even attempt to say that. You'll give yourself a hernia. I've had satsuki recently. You've had what? Satsuki. Tatsiki. <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> I can only say it once. It's fairly difficult. Satsuki. After a couple of gin and debonis. <laughs> tasaki. It's spelt tasaki, isn't it? Sort of, yes. Anyway, go on. Anyway, so I dip that in to the taramasalata, and if it's a fairly long one, and you know, there's the middle chunk my mouth potentially has touched, but the, the, then the top half it hasn't. I then turn that over. That then goes into the taramasalata, and then uh, I eat that. But if it's a, a short, stumpy piece of carrot or cucumber or a radish, then it's just a one dip. So what policy. you're saying, you can you can double dip if you turn it round. Yeah. I don't even think she was saying he was double dipping. I think she was saying he scooped it up on his plate. Yeah, and he takes too much. Yeah. It's just disgusting. Less is more. Oh, no, I'd rather scoop it on my plate. I'm not double dipping. That's what I'd do. And look, and if there's a spoon in the taramasalata or the hummus or the whatever it happens to be, the uh, sour cream and chive sauce, that's fine. You scoop, you pop it onto your plate. Hang on. I think someone's having sex above us. Well, if that's sex, they're doing it wrong. Shh. Go on, son. They're well shagging. Does it stop? Yeah, I think it might be building work. I think there is a bit of building work going on. That's what they call it. There's a lot of work going on in Monaco and buildings, faces. It all yeah. goes on. Hang on. It's not building work, mate. Is he finished? Tools down. <laughs> Anyway, with double dipping, I think really, you know, if you're going to have dips, sadly there are always going to be people that that do it incorrectly. The best thing I would say in that instance is just lead by example. So what's the etiquette of dipping? Um, If there's a spoon? Only dip once if it's a small, stumpy thing. Mm -hmm. And if it's a larger, longer, thinner thing, then you can turn it over, dip again. If there's a spoon, can you put a bit on your plate? Yeah, that's fine. But not loads? Not loads. Remember, a buffet is a communal experience. Or, oh, or, as we shall now call it, a picky tea. A picky tea? I can't believe you've never had a picky tea. Anyway, let's move on. Um, what have we learnt? I've learnt what a picky tea is. Yep. I've also learnt that I really should never leave the house without my llama. <laughs> Thanks for sending in that. That llama's looking at me now. I've learnt that this is how the other half live. He looks a bit alarmed. <laughs> you can do better than that. 
Llama. Um, <laughs> I've I've learned this is how. Do you know my one of my best mates? His nickname's Llama. He's got that long neck, like beady eyes. Why Llama? No, why not giraffe? No, because he's, he's got a long neck and like little beady llama eyes. Right. Lovely bloke. He's just just finished building an extension. Um, he's probably probably working upstairs. <laughs> um, I've learned that this is how the other half live. This is how rich people live, and it is fascinating. And a lot of rich people have had a lot of work done. And I don't think there'll be uh, a fourth series of Sex and My Boss because William will probably be too Botoxed up that he won't be able to speak. He'll speak like the rest of the people around it. Just for the record, I haven't had Botox in about two or three years. Right, let's go for dinner. We've got, we've got to get ready. We've got to go. I'm a bit nervous. We've got our posh dinner. Make sure you're listening to next week's episode because we're going to tell you how I got on at this five-star posh dinner. And breakfast. Back. I mean, let's, let's not forget. You, got... you and I are sharing a room. Yeah. So there's, there's loads more to tell you. Tomorrow we're going to have a proper day out around Monaco. So uh, make sure you're listening next week because we're going to tell you all about it. How would you get in touch, William Hansen? All the information is on the website, sexedmyboss.com. Goodbye. Goodbye. And if you liked that episode from our Monaco trip, there's the second episode that you can scroll back on your... And if you liked that episode from our Monaco trip, you can go and listen to the second episode. Just scroll back wherever you get your podcast to Series 3. The second part is called Help. There's no sauce for my sausage. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>